friends, today is Christmas Eve, and if you happen to be listening today, Thursday, December 24th, on behalf of the Plugged In team, I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I'd also like to invite you to sit back with a cup of peppermint hot chocolate, maybe some eggnog, and join us for a fun Christmas movie conversation. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of the Plugged In Show, focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, Christmas is upon us. You know, in a normal year, a typical Christmas break would mean all sorts of fun seasonal activities, family gatherings, perhaps skiing or sledding, or, you know, maybe just a leisurely trip to the mall to ponder which gift card to spend first. But 2020 has been anything but a normal year, and many of us aren't going anywhere. So while you're hunkered down with your immediate plan, my guess is there might be some family movie watching in the mix for you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Joining me for our conversation are Emily Clark, Bob Hoos, and Jonathan McKee. So today we're going to be talking about movies, Christmas movies. But we can't have Christmas movies without some delicious holiday treats, right? So <laughs> what fun food traditions does your family have this time of the year? Well, I would love to chime in on that one because uh, every time um, my wife makes this amazing batch of cookies that we got from a friend of ours, and she said it was a secret recipe from her aunt, but then we discovered that apparently her aunt is a thief because uh, <laughs> it was it was like some like weird covert Neiman Marcus cookie oh, recipe. Oh, yeah, Neiman Marcus cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had them, it's like it's like where you oh, yeah. literally crush a chocolate bar and you grind oatmeal. You don't just go with normal oatmeal. You have to destroy the oatmeal and and you know make it your slave. I don't know you, but you literally you. <laughs> it is it is amazing though. I mean, it is like this. It's basically an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie, and we break a wooden spoon every year trying to stir it because it's so thick and delicious, <laughs> and it's just wonderful. I mean, it is. Oh, it's amazing. It's just great. So I love them. Uh, I can't. I can't say that we have a lot uh, in the way of food traditions with my family, other than just eating too much. But I always like to have a mincemeat pie, oh. which is which is one of my favorites. I don't know if you guys have had mincemeat before, mince but it's pie uh, for real. Like, yeah. Wow. Well, no, it, <laughs> that sounds like something from the old days. Oh, no, I mean seriously. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, wait, way back in the old days, yes, there were actually meats in there, but it's no longer that. It's now more of a mixture of, I don't know, apples and raisins and candied citrus peel and stuff like that. But anyway, I like mincemeat pies, uh, but nobody else in my family really likes it. So it's up to me to eat it all. So I, I guess Aww. that's maybe why that's one of my favorites. For my family, our fun food tradition, so... Let's just start with cookies galore. Um, we have about... Is that a brand six, or a quantity? It's a quantity. Uh, it's a, we it's have a variety. About, it is a variety. Yeah, we have about six or seven different cookie recipes um, that we make. And basically, we make enough to, like, to you know, give to friends and to, you know... Shove down our own gullets, you know. <laughs> um, it's uh, and they're all, you know, they're all handmade recipes. Um, I don't know where these recipes originated, but it's something that I've been eating literally my whole life. My mom's been making them 
you know, since before I was born. So they're fam they are considered family recipes at this point, even if they didn't originate with our family and we make them every year. And then uh, we actually have some traditions on Christmas Day as well. So on Christmas morning, before we're allowed to open our gifts, we actually sit down and eat breakfast because we, you know, we need to eat. And my parents are like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing the whole immediately open presents thing. We, we need to, <laughs> we're older, we need to eat something. So we have a breakfast casserole that my mom makes and we uh, make monkey bread and- yep. Yep. Well, Emily, you stole my my monkey bread glory. Uh, that's in a, that's what my family has always done as well. We actually call them caramel ring arounds. So, I mean, it's clear from <laughs> our from our name for this that no monkeys were injured. That's the uh, PETA approved name. Yes, it's exactly. PETA approved name. And actually, yes. if I were a monkey, I would be pretty offended because i'm pretty sure monkeys actually don't eat that kind of bread but that is what we do as well and it's fun i think to talk about our family traditions and that is a good lead into our conversation today because we're going to be talking about some of our personal favorite christmas movies as well as classics and, and recent christmas movies that you should be aware of you know i think the christmas movie genre is an interesting one there are rarely surprises when it comes to the kinds of movies that get released between Thanksgiving and the end of the year. And yet something in us, I think, longs for the kind of familiar comfort that they provide. A nice holiday movie is kind of like that warm cup of hot chocolate I mentioned earlier. It may not be the most nutritious thing we could consume, but it sure does taste good. And especially this year, when the news has been so bad. We want to escape into those warm, comfortable, familiar stories. Uh, in fact, the various cable and streaming outlets produce nearly a hundred new holiday movies this year. Uh, so obviously I'm not the only one who enjoys these movies. So even though the category of Christmas movies is a big one, here's where I want to start. And then we'll break things down into categories a bit after that. What okay. is your family's one and by one, I do mean one, not two, not five. Five is right out. The one go-to Christmas movie that you watch when you're together. What do you love about it? And what does your family love about it? Hmm. Well, let, let me start this one off. Um, I would say that ours is Holiday Inn. With uh, It's a Bing Crosby yeah. and Fred, Fred Astaire movie. Yeah, if you guys yeah. haven't heard that one. Who are it, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who are they? Um, well, and, and that's and that's a, a fair statement because this one was made back in 1942, so there's a lot of people probably never heard of it. Uh, but it's a fabulous little movie that's packed with tons of Irving Berlin music. Ah. And some people know, remember him. Uh, and it it, uh, it actually takes place over the course of a full year. It's all in this little inn where they just have holiday moments where they put on shows on the holidays. But it begins and ends with Christmas, and it's a, it's a great little movie. Oh, and it and of course it includes the classic song "White Christmas." Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Home Alone. I ah. so <laughs> uh, I think my family really enjoys that movie just because it makes us it makes us laugh so hard, like full belly laughs. The uh, the scene where he takes the spider and he puts it on. Uh, Marv's face is just, or is it Harry? It's Harry, I think. He puts it on his face, though, and it just, um, 
Oh my goodness. We we will literally rewind it 10 seconds and just rewatch that part over and over and over again. <laughs> and we're just like crying. We're laughing so hard. Um, that whole movie, I think, is definitely one that we watch every year. It is it it is uh it is a classic. But I can't say that because then that would be two movies if I named that. So Pick I one movie I, and a different one if that's you right. would, please. I, I won't. I, I will do <laughs> actually I think come on listeners, you guys know what I'm gonna say. Loyal listeners have heard me say it before because we talked about this actually last year. And for me and our family, it is one movie. It is the one that my wife always chooses. And it was one of those ones where it was kind of like you know, I mean, pardon even the phrase, but, you know, the chick flick, you know, and I kind of was like, oh, do I have to watch this? But me and my son, we would both admit it in the good English that I just used that for us, it, it really has become probably our favorite. And that's while you were sleeping, uh, Sandra oh, Bullock. And it's just yeah. it's funny. It's corny. Uh it's Christmas spirit. It's got, a, you know, it's kind of the rom-com, um, but it is just, we as a family, for sure, that's the one we're going to watch is while you're sleeping. Yeah. I mean, she is like the epitome of delightfulness in her own goofy, zany way. And I think that was one of her very first movies, if not her very first movie, or it's the first one I remember ever seeing with her in it. Uh, and it definitely no, she, had, she had done a few before then, but okay. you know, it was kind of, I think it's the one that made her really kind of the, the, it, you know, go towards the rom-com genre for sure though. That and, yeah. and speed, you know, they Exa- should. Exactly. While you, know. you were speedily sleeping, but I digress. Yeah. So uh, for us, and this will come with a mild plugged in disclaimer, it's Elf and Elf has a little bit of language and a little bit of innuendo, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe Will Ferrell's an acquired taste. I know people who don't like Will Ferrell, but he's just so, he's so zany and so ridiculously, you know, just sort of off the hook in this movie. And, um, we watch it, we quote it and we know what's coming and it's, you know, bye buddy. Hope you find your dad, you know, the narwhal at the beginning. And yeah, it's just, that is probably our family favorite. As I promised, I want to categorize Christmas movies into a couple different, well, categories, I guess. Uh, And (laughs) let's start with the important category. Uh, And the important category is not children trying to keep strangers out of the house or, you know, a little guy (laughs) hoping for a gun for Christmas. Uh, I'm going to talk about movies about Jesus and his birth. So what are some of the best options when it comes to movies that actually at some level deal with the biblical story of Christ's birth? And I'm just going to, I'm just going to say the nativity just because, I mean, I, I, you almost, it's kind of like if you're talking about Christmas movies and you say, what's your favorite? It's a wonderful life. You're afraid it's going to be cliche, but nativity just did a good job. It was, it was one of those films where I feel like, uh, I watched it and uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be, be careful with my words here. Cause I don't want to be critical of some films of the past, but I, let's just say some films of the past, I think portrayed Jesus in kind of almost a stereotypical way versus more of a biblical way. And I really liked the way the nativity did things. And it was just, it was a good movie. It was a good movie that happened to also tell a Bible story. So we, our family, we really like that one. And you know what? I think of it as the nativity too. It's actually called the nativity story. Uh, and it stars Keisha Castle Hughes, which her breakout role was in Whale Rider, if you remember 
that film. And, and I totally agree with you, Jonathan. I think that uh, it's a movie. And I think the good depictions of biblical stories do this. They help us to understand things maybe in ways that we hadn't thought about before. And I think Mary's story is so familiar that we can sort of stop thinking about how incredible and how difficult it would have been. And I think this movie really captures that. Yeah. So, and it's and a good soundtrack too. Just a it is note. a good soundtrack. I agree. Anything else come to mind? Well, I, I've got one that's well, it's off the beaten path, so to speak, because it it really doesn't deal with Jesus' birth, but but it does it does raise questions about the idea of entertaining angels unaware. So I mean, there's there is sort of a biblical tie-in here, okay. and that's. Uh, that's an, another old film called The Bishop's Wife. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you guys have ever ever heard of that. It's a yep. it's an old film from the forties uh, with Cary Grant and yeah, Loretta yeah. Young, David Niven, and it, it's essentially about this angel that comes down to help a a bishop who's having some marital problems, and he helps him sort of sort out his life. And it's it's you know it's got romance in there because of Cary Grant and all that, but uh, but it's very Christmassy all at the same time and. And I, I think it's a, a good film that at least sort of marginally falls in that category. Well, and don't you think, I, I mean, isn't it the Denzel, Whitney Houston, Preacher's Wife yeah. pretty much copied that, right? I mean, exactly. The, that's yeah. that's sort of the, the new age version. I think that one was called uh, The Preacher's Wife. The, Pre, the Preacher's Wife. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah. It's good not new, new age, just to clarify, but it's just the contemporary yeah. version. So I don't know if this one counts as a movie or if this is more of a TV special, but I think of a Charlie Brown Christmas hmm. because Linus gets up and he oh, yeah. he, re- he reads yeah. the nativity story and I and I really like that. Yeah, that's wow. a good one. Classic. I think it definitely counts. Um, well, let's move on. There are so many. I feel like we could probably spend two hours talking about. Christmas movies, and we've already sort of tiptoed into this, but let's talk classics. Uh, Or I should say, let's, you know, let those of you who are familiar with the classics, which I'm going to completely and arbitrarily define as anything before 1970, talk about it. Wow. Pre-Star Wars? This is your your wheelhouse. (laughs) Well, I'll lead off with another Bing Crosby film. Uh, this right. one was this one was from fifty four, nineteen fifty four. It's called White Christmas. Um, you know, they they sang White Christmas in the one that I I mentioned before, which was done in I think nineteen forty two, I think something like that. Um, and then all the years later, twelve years later or so, he decided he was going to do another White Christmas movie. Only this one is uh, with Danny Kay and Rosemary Clooney. And it's it's mm-hmm. a it's great fun. It's another one of those where there's a lot of music and a lot of things you go. How does that all fit? Who cares? Just sing. Uh, and it's a, it, it, it's, a, it's a fun little movie. It really is. And then, of course, there's It's a Wonderful Life. We mentioned oh, yeah. that briefly. Yeah. The Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed movie um, directed by Frank Capra, who's one of my favorite directors. And, and of course, that one's a great one. Everybody knows that one. Um, oh, and by the way, White Christmas, you can now see on Netflix – Oh. I was doing a little research for a That's blog I just put out just recently. You can white you can watch uh, no, White Christmas on Netflix. You can watch It's a Wonderful Life on Amazon Prime. Oh, that's hey. cool. uh, that's very that's cool. awesome. And Thanks, then uh, there's uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. It's a Judy Garland film. Do you ever seen that? Is there a song with that? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, it, it's a, it's a mixes Christmas with great songs and it's, and the 1904 St. Louis world fair. And, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun movie, uh, that you can see that one on HBO max. I'll give you two more. Oh no no! You can't steal them all, Bob. <laughs> I've oh, only got I, I've only I've only got one. Okay. So let me let me slip mine in, and you tell me if I miss one. Sorry. All right. Because... Sorry, I I thought Adam was sort of tapping me and saying, "Go with this," because I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, well, no, 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 no. I I want you Fair. to keep Fair. I want you to keep going, but I've only got one, so I've got to just name okay. it real quick. It's Go it's, for the, it. it's the 1947 Miracle on 34th Street. Oh um, yeah. It, and the remake's good. It really is. I, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, but the 1947 one was good. And I remember I actually have fond memories of my brother and I watching it, believe it or not, on a black and white television. So it didn't even hurt that it was black and white because we were watching <laughs> it on a black and white and everything was black and white. Tom Selleck was black and white. So uh, um, <laughs> but, yeah, we we watched it and it was just one of those ones that we really began to like so that kind of became a favorite and when the remake came out we actually were pretty excited because we're like oh okay and that was you know way later in 1994 when when emily was just a toddler and uh but but no it it i, I love i love both of them so but you can continue with your list i just had to get that one in there because for me that's <laughs> the that's probably the one pre-1970 oh, yeah. that i always go back to well that was definitely on my list and and it is the best i think there's actually been like three different miracle on 34th streets right. over, wow. over the ages and uh and that is definitely the the best with little natalie wood when she was young she yeah. was just she was incredible and maureen o'hara played mom and anyway you, you can actually watch that one on disney plus as well and uh, and i'll throw in one more the shop around the corner i don't know if you guys uh, have ever seen this one no but it's it, it's another old jimmy stewart movie uh oh, from okay. 1940 and uh, and it it's essentially this story that takes place at Christmas. It doesn't deal as directly with Christmas, but it's about these this pair of shop employees who who are always butting heads and getting after each other until they feel, realize that uh, they're in love. And so it's got romance and Christmas and all that. Is that the basis for the movie You've Got Mail? Because that sounds you know, the exact yeah, same plot. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean that it, it's obviously much, much earlier. But yes, it's the exact uh, yeah. same story. Interesting. Exact same story. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So that I learned something new today. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's what we aim for. We aim to entertain and inform all at the same time. <laughs> well, let's jump forward in time, and we've already sort of talked about this uh, a little bit. But what are some of the contemporary classics, say from? you know, the 1970s through the turn of the millennium. Okay, so now we've got to mention A Christmas Story, which is another, you know, family favorite for me, at least. And uh, absolutely. (laughs) Every year, got to watch it. (laughs) There's just, there's so many moments from that movie that are just so quotable, you know. It's an award. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Yeah, I was um, I was just moving in every box that said fragile. I had to be like Frihile, that's Italian, you know. So <laughs> I can't put my arms down. It's just it's such a great movie. It is major award. Yeah, that's what it is. A major award. <laughs> oh, so classic. Uh, yeah, I think that one is definitely on the list. And, you know, we've we've mentioned Home Alone, I think, uh, makes the jump. It's interesting with Home Alone. Yeah. Um, somehow, 
I, I don't even know how. I totally missed it. I never saw it until I had kids. And really, I think wow. that my it is my middle daughter's favorite movie. Not just favorite Christmas movie, but favorite <laughs> movie. And it makes me a little bit concerned that she's working something out. Since I mean, <laughs> basically the movie is about smart children abusing adults really badly but <laughs> she would watch it almost every day i think if i would let her but that is another one now, that now we, uh, that are they favors of home alone the original or home alone 2 because like my uh, daughter always favored two uh, okay. The okay. One, i don't know i mean i guess macaulay culkin figured he hadn't fully destroyed his life yet so he needed to make a sequel and <laughs> Pretty much he hasn't been seen since, except in the tabloids. But that's another podcast for another time. Uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law my brother-in-law favors the third Home Alone movie, which actually, it, it has a whole new kid, but that's the one that he favors. That's, that's, yeah. oh, that's, that's a <laughs> disgrace. And by the way, by, by the way, Adam, you can, you can watch Home Alone on Disney+. Plus. That well, was another one on my list of tell my research daughter. movies. <laughs> oh, and, and and here's another one that's on Disney Plus that that I think people will really enjoy. It's called The Muppet Christmas Carol. Have oh, you guys seen yeah. that one? Oh, awesome. Yes, I love that one. Lots it's of fun. Awesome. Lots of fun. Awesome. So great. I love A Muppet Christmas Carol. And for our listeners who maybe remember the, you know, who maybe watched it back when it was on VHS, back when that oh, yeah. was still a yeah, thing. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when it transferred to DVD, it, they actually removed one of the songs um, when they transferred it to DVD. And my family was in shock. We couldn't understand why. So now I think we're going to have to watch it on streaming to see if they put the song back because we were <laughs> what was, not What was the song? Can you, can you remember the song? I'm curious. I, it was the one between um, Scrooge and the woman he was going to marry. When, I think it's called... Um, when love was gone or something like that. Oh, but okay. oh, okay. it's such a pretty song too. We were just like, why did they take this out? It's so good. Wow. <laughs> so I'm hoping that they put it back. <laughs> yeah. Bl- blame it on Miss Piggy. And when you get done with that, you can listen to Hamilton done by the Muppets, but again, another podcast <laughs> or another time. Well, let's wrap up with some more recent movies. You know, what are some of our favorites in the last 20 years or so. And then the follow on question is what's even come out in the last, you know, year or two that people might be interested in. Obviously I mentioned elf, so I don't know that we need to say too much more about that, but what else has come out since the turn of the millennium? How the Grinch stole Christmas with Jim Uh, Carrey. Yeah. Well, and I'll piggyback that the animated one that came out two or three years ago is my favorite of all of them. I like it even better than the original, which I know oh. is probably kind of heresy, but I like it because <laughs> it's kinder and gentler. When I was yeah. young, the the Grinch terrified me. And actually, hmm. even as an adult, when my kids watch the original, I don't even want to be in the room because it still kind of creeps me out. But the, the new animated movie is delightful. Hmm. With Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, who voices everything when nobody's looking. That's yeah. right, yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, in in the more recent years, uh, I always, you know, kind of uh, Lori and I will look for kind of, you know, the fun. In I mean, I I don't want to really confess that we're looking for, you know, a Hallmark type 
uh, <laughs> Christmas movie. It's okay, it, Jonathan. We're all but, friends here. You but, but you know, that. you know, you 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 earn points as a husband when you watch these things, right? And so we were looking for something <laughs> like that, and I, I was like, hey, let's try this one. It's got Rob Lowe. Maybe you know it'll it'll be okay. He's great in Parks and Rec, whatever. And it was a 2019 called Holiday in the Wild. Have any of you guys seen oh, it? Yeah. The, the I reviewed elephants? that last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It it surprised me because it's a really man. It it is a like it pulls at your heartstrings just because basically. I mean, I'm not ruining anything when I say. You know, because if you've seen any preview, basically it's this woman whose marriage is suffering and she goes off to Africa and ends up kind of discovering uh, elephants that are being poached for ivory. And she helps raise this baby elephant and they show kind of this basically, you know, this whole care facility that cares for elephants. And Rob Lowe's this pilot and he's funny. And it's just it's a pretty good movie. I mean, we were really surprised, you know, I mean, because we had tried Christmas chronicles 2 which there's my review but uh (laughs) and i liked christmas chronicles but 2 was lame but anyway we'll uh, come back to that we come back thank you for the the preemptive strike on christmas there we go and that that was my review try to spell that word but no holiday in the wild pleasant surprise liked it if you're looking for a good rom-com guy listeners if you're looking to uh to make your wife happy by saying, let's watch this one. You'll actually like it and it'll make her very happy and cry. <laughs> I'll toss in another one in the, in the 2000s. Um, yeah, Emily mentioned Jim Carrey. And I think one of my favorites of his holiday movies is A Christmas Carol, the one that came out in uh, 2009. Oh, yeah. It, it's a, wow. a Zemeckis version of The Christmas Carol. And it, uh, it's sort of a cross between live action and animated. Yeah, and it, and and it's one of those films you really want to watch on a big screen in 4K because it's it's really done well in terms of how they swoop in and out of scenes. Uh, yeah, and, and it was it was fun. And it's word well, for word, if I believe it's not like just some rendition of it. I think it's literally word for word, but with Zemeckis's, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the same guy who brought us Forrest Gump, man, and and Jim Carrey did a great job. Well, and I think uh, this is from memory. I think he also did the Polar Express, which is another family favorite of ours. And it was one of the first motion capture animation movies. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird at spots, but it's a pretty delightful story. Um, And Emily, of course, mentioned that she did Holiday in the Wild. And as, uh, as fate or providence would have it, the last, uh, (laughs) well, even just this year, she's done a couple movies that are, are new and big on Netflix this year, the Christmas Chronicles two and jingle jangle, a Christmas journey. And apart from Jonathan's uh, contempt for Christmas Chronicles two, what else do uh, <laughs> do our listeners need to know about that sequel and about jingle jangle, Emily? So with Christmas Chronicles two, um, you know, it, it, it is the second part of, you know, the Christmas Chronicles. We learn a little bit more about Santa and Mrs. Claus in this one. Um, I think the thing that people are going to want to look out for is the fact that it, there's a slight mention of the origin of St. Nicholas, uh, but it, it's kind of been adapted to, you know, include magic and elves and everything. But essentially, Santa is the only human who can wield the power of the Star of Bethlehem. And it's talking about the Star of Bethlehem, but then it doesn't mention Jesus at all. So it's it's a little weird. Not it's a little at odd. all. Yeah, no, no. It, it, I... 
You know, it's funny, and I try to not get really uptight, like in Home Alone when Macaulay Culkin kind of prays to the Christmas tree, and come on, <laughs> he does. But, you know, and I try not to be like, okay, you know, but it is tough because when you're raising your kids and you're trying to raise them right, and especially if you're in the Word reading about no other gods before me, Christmas Chronicles 2 really treads that line where it's like, let's omit Jesus completely from the picture. And I, and a lot of Santa Claus films do it, but this one was almost at the end, they come to the tree and they sing, Oh Christmas tree. And it just gave me an eerie feeling as they were singing, Oh Christmas tree gathered around it. Like it was this deity. So call me crazy. I thought it was a little much. Um, it, It pushed the line for me. The, th- the thing is, and I think that's a totally legitimate response. Um, I didn't hate the movie as much as you did. I don't think it's as good as the original, but I mean, Kurt Russell with Santa Claus is the draw. So like, oh yeah, you've ever like watched, well, you know, Escape from New York and thought, <laughs> I just wish that this thing could be Santa Claus. This is Amen. your wish fulfillment. And I think with the Star of Bethlehem thing, it's sort of a glass half full, half empty kind of question because on one hand i totally hear what you're saying and on the other hand i felt like the inclusion of the star of bethlehem was at least an attempt a to nod something that has you know to do with the original christmas story so i think you could go either way on that one uh, but i want to get back to the other one uh, tell us about jingle jangle emily what do families need to know about that so uh jingle jangle is you know it's kind of funny it's marketed as a Christmas movie and it does take place at Christmas but it doesn't really feel like a Christmas movie so much um it's but but it is I mean like we'll we'll call it a Christmas movie but um you know it was funny when I watched it I didn't realize it was a musical because I hadn't watched any previews or anything and so I was like they're singing and dancing I love this (laughs) that's awesome but um but yeah actually uh With this movie, the things that you want to know, so like, again, there's no mention of Christ or the real Christmas story, but there's also, it's not, you know, focusing on Santa or anything like that. It's actually focusing more on families and families who learn how to forgive each other after years of hurt. And, you know, in that sense, it's a very redemptive story. It's a very sweet story. Um Something to look out for is that there is a strong emphasis on, you know, believing in yourself and there's like a magical element to that, but it's kind of, uh, it's kind of treated like it's a, um, almost scientifically, not necessarily, you know, real magic. So, but but it's something you might want to think about when you watch it, if you watch it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty delightful film with those caveats in mind. It stars Forrest Whitaker as kind of a broken down inventor who's had his secrets stolen from him and kind of used against him and how his granddaughter shows up and her name's Journey and she really becomes a redemptive agent in his life. Well, hopefully there have been some things in our discussion today that are maybe movies that you haven't thought of before uh, and uh, you can go to Plugged In and check out all of our reviews on everything that we have covered. I don't think we have reviews of Miracle on 34th Street and It's a Wonderful Life and maybe some of the older ones. Uh, But everything, certainly in the last 20 years or so that we've talked about today, you will find reviews of those movies. You know, we spend a lot of time thinking about stories that plugged in, how stories shape our hearts and minds and our beliefs and our behaviors. And on a week like this one, I think it's really fun 
to have some time just to talk about the Christmas movies that warm our hearts and bring a, a collective belly laugh when your whole family quotes the same line at the same time. And, you know, I think of Buddy the Elf walking into a coffee shop, probably proclaiming itself as the best in the world. And he says, you did it. World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to be here. I mean, it's just, <laughs> we quote that line year round when one of our family members does something great. You did it. You did it. <laughs> great yeah. job. Um, and I suspect we could all use just a bit of Buddy's whimsical, childlike optimism this year. But at an even deeper level, so many of these stories work because they resonate with foundational ideas about family and love and, of course, the birth of our Savior. So as you celebrate his arrival this year with your family, let me again wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. As always, we would also love to hear from you regarding what your favorite Christmas movie is as a family. You can let us know at team at thepluggedinshow.com or on our Facebook and Instagram accounts. Finally, as a thank you for being a part of our Plugged In Show family, today for a gift of any amount, we would love to send you a copy of Paul Acey's book, Burning Bush 2.0, How Pop Culture Replaced the Prophet. You'll find a link to order that book, as well as links to everything else we have talked about here today in our Plugged In blog entry for this week's episode. Well, we have certainly enjoyed spending some time talking about movies today with each other, and we hope that you have enjoyed spending some time with us today as well. So on behalf of our Plugged In team, I want to say thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show. 